0: This is a WVU student media podcast. Welcome back Mountaineers, a black diamond victory, a bell ringing ceremony, a professor's discovery, and a peace tree ceremony. I'm Sydney Wentz with another Monday in Morgantown. The battle for the black diamond trophy was back for its second straight season, WVU defeated the Virginia Tech Hokies 33 to 10 at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, Virginia. WVU will be back on the road in its next game, traveling to Austin, Texas, to face off in its Big 12 opener against the Texas Longhorns. TV broadcasts and kickoff times are still TBD, as this game is being decided on a six-day selection by the Big 12. Family, friends, and members of the campus community gathered at Oakleby Plaza Friday afternoon to commemorate the lives of WVU students Joseph Haram, Robert Hopper, Kristen Keith, and Cade Milburn. The semi-annual bell ringing ceremony is coordinated by the Office of Campus and Community Life and Alpha Phi Omega, a national service fraternity. Dylan Sanders, a junior Parks and Recreation major, has had the honor of ringing the bell at the service for the past two years. Sanders rang the USS West Virginia bell as Woodburn's clock struck noon, which was followed by a moment of silence. Each family is given the chance to come up to the podium and speak about their lost loved ones. Following the service, the families gather for a luncheon hosted by the university. Each family was also presented with a certificate from President Igor Gordon Dean of Students Corey Ferris, and Carrie Showalter, Assistant Dean and Executive Director of Campus and Community Life. A series of salt crystals containing preserved water and microorganisms that date back 830 million years were found in Australia and have made the voyage to WVU's campus for research. A small sample of the ancient salt crystals scientifically known as halite have made their way to the campus with Kathy Bennison, a professor and geologist at WVU. Bennison came across the samples in a core repository in Perth, Australia while researching salt lakes there in 2015. The crystals themselves are not dated, but sedimentary layers of cooled lava are easily dated above and below the crystal, which helps estimate the age of the samples. Within the samples exist pockets of water and air unaltered for hundreds of millions of years, and within those pockets lies evidence of microscopic life. Benison performs research on the crystals by placing shavings under a microscope using a laser to examine the minerals and chemical compounds. The evidence of life found in the crystal was in an unusual environment, an extremely acidic salt lake. Now that it is clear that microorganisms can be preserved in salt and survive in extreme conditions, the fact that there is salt on Mars raises many questions. Benison is also a participating scientist on the Mars 2020 mission by NASA working with the Perseverance rover. The rover is drilling index finger-sized core samples to send back to Earth for research into signs of life in the extraterrestrial samples. Last week, the rover successfully collected samples of rocks containing organic matter, which are set to return to Earth as early as 2028, as first reported by TIME. Finally, WVU's Native American Studies Department held its 30th annual Peace Tree Ceremony on Wednesday. The Peace Tree Ceremony has historically celebrated peace among the six tribes that made up the Haudenosaunee Six Nations Iroquois Confederacy. With dozens in attendance, the ceremony began with opening remarks from Bonnie Brown, coordinator of the event. Brown spoke of the importance of commemorating indigenous heritage rather than the arrival of Christopher Columbus and the, quote, 500 years of genocide that followed, end quote. On September 12, 1992, the WVU Peace Tree was planted to commemorate the university's commitment to the rediscovery of America's indigenous heritage. Chief Leon Shenandoah and Robert Taltree, were invited to plant and bless the tree. However, the tree was cut down by vandals in 1996, but a second tree was planted by Mohawk chief Jake Swamp in October that same year. The second tree still stands today. To read more on the stories covered today or any other stories from the DA, visit thedaonline.com. That's all for now, Mountaineers. Stay safe and healthy, and we will see you next week for another Monday in Morgantown. Monday in Morgantown is made possible by the excellent writing of Benjamin Munson, Connor Gibbons, Christina Rufo, and Zach Anderson. Listen to Monday in Morgantown at the slash podcast or wherever you stream podcasts.